It's the Daily Talk Show, episode 684. Welcome back to the show, Pete Shepherd, coming to Thanks, us live Dan. from Elwood. Yeah, the we're clapping in from Elwood. <laughs> How are you, mate? How's Southside? It's great. We're happy down here. We are... Oh, mate, what happened to your energy? You were doing so well before <laughs> the show. Oh, you <laughs> just flattened me right out. Are you okay? <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Is it too much for you the, the live delay. stream? No, I was yeah. a little thrown by the delay, but I'm okay. I'm back. Here okay. we go. All right. All right. <laughs> what have you been doing? Uh, all is well. Bayside, all is well, TJ, to answer your question. What are you doing at the moment? I mean, what's, what's day-to-day look like for Peter Shepard? It looks very similar. Honestly, most of my work remains, so I'm very privileged and lucky in that sense. And I've been working instead of from a co-working space, I'm just working from home. So everything remains very much intact other than I'm spending a lot of time in my apartment, which you know, has its pros and cons. Mm-hmm. Are you going to throw in the towel? Are you going to not go back to the <laughs> co-working space? Like, I think a lot of people are, are going to be like, nah, that's, that was 800 bucks a month that I don't need in my life. It's definitely, it's definitely crossed my mind or at least relocating. I don't need to go to Collingwood. You know, I'm perfectly happy staying Bayside or going to South Melbourne maybe. But yeah, definitely considering what that 800, 600, however much it was, what mm-hmm. that money was for and whether I need to spend it. Jem is not happy elsewhere. that you're not sitting in front of the map. What happened? The maps, I'm looking at the map. I actually <laughs> wanted to get more of a global view as we were talking. So I'm staring at the map. But I've got New York in the background, Jem, if you want to see New York. Yeah. So. yeah. I mean, that's it. There should be a candle next to that because New York's not doing too well at the moment. Your friend uh, d- um, who you co-host your podcast with, Jen, does she live in Jen. New York? She does. They've been lucky that her and the family have escaped, basically. They flew out to stay further north, out more in Massachusetts to get out of the greater New York area because it's, it's a bleak, bleak place at the moment. Mm. Yeah. What happens with all like people who... Because you um, work with a bunch of people who are in like um, Broadway and stuff. Is mm. any of that happening? No. Like the whole thing doesn't exist. So there's a bunch of... A whole industry basically disappeared overnight. And so... There's a bunch of creative and interesting projects like, you know, like the Comedy Fest, for example, in Melbourne, mm-hmm. how they try to take some of that online. There's some things mm-hmm. like that happening in New York. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, that, that entire industry just disappeared overnight, essentially. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty crazy. I'm going to te- tell you a story right now that um, is Please. clearly a uh, absolute lack of social distancing being uh, sort of displayed here in is Victoria. This a specifically, Tanty? specifically... In Heidelberg. No, this is not a Tommy's Tanty. This is a fucking... I don't know what you call this. Is this bigger than a Tommy's Tanty? Well, I'm not angry. I'm just fucking... It's a big setup. Weird. I'm weirded (laughs) out, guys. I'm weirded out. I felt I had adrenaline going. My heart was racing. And uh, it it was a little scary. So, I've been a bit sick, Big Pete. Wanted to sort of do something that would uh, allow me to get some fresh air, sort of get that immune system sort of slowly, slowly sort of picking back up. I heard that sort of slow walking or just a w- light walk for 20 minutes. It's just slow walk. walking. Yeah. Slow walking. Just a walk for 20 minutes. Walking. Sorry, I meant, what I meant was a, uh, not a far walk, not a long walk, but just a, a short walk. Short walk, that's it. Yeah. Slow, short. Leisurely. <laughs> anyway, it was pretty fucking slow, but it picked up the speed. So I went and drove to this park in Heidelberg. There's a river. There's the Yarra River that flows through. It goes, you know, all the way through Boleyn and then, you know, further into the city. And so this beautiful spot, there's like kangaroos and shit around here. And I thought, I've never been there. 
I drove, pulled into this car spot, a car park, and I legged it, got into sort of some bushy, bushy area, and I thought... I, I, there's no sort of clear path. I need to get down towards the river and I want to walk along the river's edge, right? Mm-hmm. So I saw like sort of a trail that led me down and I was and I was walking through and I'd noticed a few people as I was sort of going, no one in this specific envir- area and I got down towards the river and it got sort of real shrubby and the trail was quite sort of small. And I sort of saw a, a sort of colour in the bushes and I was like, ah, oh, what's that? Oh. Could be someone, could be a homeless person. There's a lot of people that sort of sleep in these, you know, these areas along riverbanks and stuff in tents. Anyway, I kept walking, got to the river. It was still pretty shrubby, and I noticed sort of like a tent that was completely flattened, and it was obviously someone had lived there. Anyway, I cut did through. Did you think and I people like, could? I mean, where it's going is it seems like people having sex. Did that cross your mind at this point? Not at all, because I'm like, this is fucking, this is like a shrub, sh- real shrubby area in a lovely spot, like along the river's edge. Isn't that where people f- have sex, though? If you're going to do it in a I, shrubby, I don't know. nice Are you spot? doing that? How do you know so much, expert? No, well, I just feel what like that doing, is a... big boy? <laughs> but do you think that that's not a thing? I feel like that's a thing. Well, I didn't, that didn't cross my mind at all. And mm-hmm. then I bumped into this dude. And he was a, just looked like you know it could be it could be Pete Shepherd's dad to be honest. You physically at, touched him? Like <laughs> no, no, physically. Like no, I just it was a guy that sort of looked like he'd have a lovely son like Pete Shepherd. You know that's that's <laughs> what I'm saying. That's okay. the vibe. And I said to him, mate, how annoying. I was hoping there was going to be a nice track alongside the river. And he's like, yeah. And then I went back and sort of cut back through, and he kind of followed me back. And then I got out into the open again. I was like, oh, I'll try another path. And then I saw another dude ahead. I'm like, oh, fuck. Mm. Then my mind started going to the area of Doggy. maybe this isn't maybe this isn't just a place that people go for a nice wander. Mm. And so I jumped on the phone. I had it, my AirPods in. At that point, my heart was racing because I, I realized that there was a lot oh. of men around this area. And I had my little pink salmon sh- shorts on. And I was, oh, no. you know, <laughs> just tight black tee, had my sunnies on. And then I called my brother and I was like, mate, because it's near his place. I was like, dude, is this it? I'm in Heidelberg near the river. Is this a fucking gay beach or something? And he's like, hang on, where are you? And uh, there's a derogatory term, which I won't say, that the bike riders call this place. It's, it, it, it is bend and they use a term at the start. At, and it's the, basically the area it is, it's called mm-hmm. the bend. And um, they put a f- word in front, the, bi- uh, the bicycle community that ride through there. Anyway, he's like, yeah, mate, that is. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, there's a dude following me. Uh, I, mate, I, I wandered down here. I didn't know what it was going to be. And there's people everywhere. He's like, mate, get, get out. He's like, they're going to be coming for you, big boy. Shannon Tilney that says this sounds like a dodgy Christian Hull story, which it does. I think <laughs> yeah. The worst happened. thing is I got, I was like, I'm out of here. And I walked towards the car park. And then this guy's coming towards me and he looked like a PT, just had some sort of tight, you know, exercise gear on. He goes into the bushes, but he's looking back at me like he's just wanting me to just follow him. It was mm. full on, guys. It reminds it so me of full that. On. TikTok that's like the trending um, TikTok at the moment where someone sets up, they set up a story and they say, oh, I, I was, I was, um, you know, <laughs> standing around out the front of, of my house and a guy said, uh, Is that the, that, out the front of KFC? Out the no, front no, of KFC. well, yeah, they're all different, different, but this was, yeah, like the people are doing different versions, but they're like, yeah. And uh, he said uh, that if I sucked his dick, he'd give me a pencil. 
Anyway, it's disgusting. But we went over that way, just over there, and you see that <laughs> you're holding the pencil. It's, it's like the Maccas. Do you take me in a? What did you? You sent me a Maccas one or something like that? Yeah, there was the yeah. KFC one. There was like a. Oh, it was KFC. Yeah, there's okay. there's a lot of there's ones where it's a, a lady yeah. says, "Oh yeah, this guy came up to me and said, if you show love, if you show me your tits, I'll give you a chocolate bar." I said, what? He said, yeah, you show me your tits and I'll give you a chocolate bar. Anyway, he went over there and she's got a chocolate bar. It's very funny. Yeah, the, it's good TikTok. I've seen a similar mate. one with <laughs> toilet TikTok. paper as well when toilet paper was in demand. There was someone that yeah. did it with a toilet paper as well. Yeah. Oh, dude, uh, what are you a- consuming, Pete, in regards to content at the moment? Actually, less than normal. It's really mm-hmm. interesting. I'm finding I'm listening to less podcasts. I'm consuming less audiobooks, but they would still be the two main things I'm trying to consume, mm-hmm. podcasts and audiobooks. And just for some reason, I'm consuming less. I think maybe because I'm not commuting as much. Like it doesn't take long to walk from my bedroom to my study. Mm-hmm. So I don't need to put a podcast in in that sense. So it's still just kind of the same but less. Yeah. Okay. What about news? None. None at all. No. no I haven't watched that Tiger show that everyone's talking about. I'm like, very oh, this is the pushback. The oh, no. Tiger, what, what is your pushback on Tiger King? <laughs> I just I don't I don't have I don't have any interest or any time to sit down and watch that show. I just it doesn't bother me. It doesn't interest me. Well, then what are you, what are you doing at night? Let's like, you know, you're at home. Yeah, you're, you've just cooked dinner, probably beans yep. and chicken. Well, he's a COVID couple. Rice. He's just he's now in a relationship. He's got a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah, and so, so I've and so is that is, is that that taking your time? Oh, no, that's only like a couple of nights a week we'll hang out. But the other nights, uh-huh. I don't know, I'm having my dinner. And mm-hmm. I think listening to a podcast, TJ, I'm still just listening to podcasts. I don't sit down and watch Netflix. It's just not a thing that I do. So, you don't Netflix know, and yeah, ch- yeah. like, so that's not a thing that you do as, as a couple. What are you doing? No, not once. We haven't turned the TV on once. We talk. Puzzles? We No, we like converse, like communication. Uh-huh. Like, like sitting on the like couch this. type of thing. <laughs> like dialogue, yeah. Like, <laughs> that's lovely. Like having conversation. I don't know. Like Sevs, can you relate? Can Sevs relate? He's been talking to someone recently, hasn't he? Yeah, I can, I can relate. But we, I mean, we are yeah. doing Netflix parties as well. So, I mean, but yeah, oh, okay. you, do, you do get caught up in the talking. Like you can go like four four hours or whatever. And by then you're just like, oh yeah, don't know about Netflix now. It's a bit, a bit tired. JJ, to be, to be fair, four you're hours. 12 deep. I'm six deep. You know, there's a few years between, you know. You yeah. and you and Bree and Amy and I have been together nearly twenty years in mm. total. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you, you sort of end, you incorporate some Netflix and stuff just to sort yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. So you got something to talk about. No, these yeah, little honeymooners, yeah. Josh. They're, yeah, they're, they're still, yeah. <laughs> so if you ask the question, don't qu- even need Netflix. What about Pete? There's the um, there's the uh, the questions. Have you used any of the questions I've been posting on Instagram? I actually I committed to you that I would try a few, and I have. Uh-huh. I've experimented with a few. Some of them were great. Some of them not so much. But there was a couple that were all right. <laughs> Uh-huh. What was a standout for you, Pete? I think I liked the one that was around. Do you sleep on an airplane? That was a, that started a good conversation. Oh, yeah. what does it well, look because like? you're what's, such what's a your, baby when it comes to the plane. What's your behaviour <laughs> like on? Hang on, why am I a baby on the plane? <laughs> well, you are you basically flying, that on? It you're today. <laughs> flying at the front normally. Yeah, well, you got to be comfortable. You're six foot seven, your man's got to be comfortable. True. And so, what is what is uh, what is babies also fly up the front because they've got that area where they (laughs) can sleep. (laughs) And so, um, is Tracy a sleeper on on the plane? No, we uncovered that she's not, unless she's had some sort of Xanax or something to knock her out, basically. So, it's more of a more of a sitting up, conversing type situation for when, Mm -hmm. if and when we're allowed to travel. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Do you think that yeah. there's a difference between if you're getting in into a relationship during mm. a lockdown? Don't yeah. you think that potentially it's like when you, you know, fall in love on a trip to Hamilton Island? Do you think that you're going to get this sort of COVID nineteen <laughs> version, and then you're going to realise that you're completely different people? I think it's the opposite than the Hamilton Island situation because what mm. happens when you're on a holiday when you meet someone is that everything is sunflowers and rainbows and you're on a holiday and you're in a great mood. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah. what's happening in the middle of COVID is there's like nothing to do. There's no interesting experiences to go and Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> this is... Is this a, is that, is that too much? <laughs> that's that's really <laughs> What's happened, Pete? Tell What's the that, a three out of ten? So you got the exclusive. I did, I did sort of do the current affair style thing, where it's, which is a, an exclusive graphic, which I thought could be funny if I, if I felt like we are getting an exclusive. Well, I wasn't sure if that was just on my end and I was like, I'll just keep talking. No, no, to be honest, we, I didn't even know Pete had a girlfriend that was the exclusive to me. I hadn't heard that. So, oh, yeah. Uh, just on, I don't have to. We don't have to get into your relationship. But I was, no, I was listening. Um, uh, Chris D'Elia, who's a <laughs> comedian, who's got a Netflix new Netflix special out. Pete, you wouldn't know about it because you don't watch Netflix. But it's really great if you wanted to see it. Um, I think yep. it's called No Pain. He he's pretty private, but he, I mean he has a podcast and he does stand up shows, so he does reveal a bunch about his life. But I just heard him talk today on Joe Rogan's podcast. He's like, yeah, I had a kid two months ago. The fuck. Never heard that's, that he even had a partner, news. and mm. he's got, and he's just and he's had a kid, and they were mm. talking about it. Obviously, him and Joe have talked about it, so it was it was kind of like there'd been all this pre preamble before, as yeah. you do with your mate. But then it was just at this point, it is a weird thing. I mean, pub- relationships are very public these days, thanks to social media, Josh. podcasts, <laughs> Josh Jackson. Josh. Yeah. You know, it's um. How do you feel? Are you a private guy? Do you think, Pete? Usually, yeah, I would say that I am. And what, what's interesting about the circumstances of COVID is that like we're probably going to, if and when the, everything gets lifted and all of a sudden you're out socialising with your girlfriend who you've been with for six months mm-hmm. and everyone's going to be like, wow, this is new and fresh. And you're going to be like, no, it's not. This has been happening for six months. So like that behind closed doors element feels a lot more mm-hmm. amplified at the moment because everyone is literally behind closed doors. What about with your clients? So you coach people where it's, you know, you're mm-hmm. putting them first, you're trying to help them but how yeah. do you make a decision to i guess it's like a psychologist in in some degree um you are just less educated to be honest um less study <laughs> i love you pete mate i was a Thanks, cert mate. three uh life coach absolutely no business life coaching at are 20, you saying that you've got more coaching qualifications than pete <laughs> that's what <laughs> i'm hearing as well that's what i'm hearing Jeez, i'm copping it today i know I'm really I glad know. i committed to coming on <laughs> How how often do you talk personally with your clients about your life and what's going on? Pretty rarely. It varies based on clients. Some clients I've been working with long enough where we're now just friends. And so it might be that the last little portion of the the call or the meeting we spend just like catching up as friends. But for the most part, it's nothing about me and all about the client. So that probably feeds into your point of, everything is probably a little bit more private just by the nature of my work mm. is I don't need to sit around and talk about myself because that's not what I get paid to do. Mm-hmm. Mm. What Like what's the deal in regards to announcing relationships? Like I feel like it's easier potentially when you're younger, you update your Facebook and it's all <laughs> public. But with something like this, like what's the, 
you can come on a podcast and I can do it for you. But like, <laughs> what's, the, what's, for the, me, yeah. what's, yeah. the, what's the other options? We intentionally messaged a few friends, which it would be the sort of thing that would come up in a conversation if you were all mm-hmm. out or you yeah. saw each other, but we can't do that anymore. So we intentionally messaged a few friends a couple of weeks ago and just mm-hmm. let them know. And so, and that so was, was that weird? Like, did you do it like a little did bit? Tracy, like, do send it to some. You send it to others. Is it a group I message? What's the? Well, it was. Well, it was kind of like a group I message. You know how I feel about those. <laughs> it was like there was a couple of moments where you're sort of trying to hint at, give someone a hint. Oh, like what's been going on? Who have you been hanging out with? And then they don't really reciprocate or ask the question. So you're like, oh, okay, well, that's a missed opportunity. So in the end, you just got to come out and say, I just thought you might want to know. This has happened. So it was a bit of a divide and conquer. I told a few people, Tracy told a few people and now I just broke it on a podcast. Thanks to Josh. <laughs> yeah, and we'll I, use it as a little snippet as well. I am um, <laughs> pretty curious because uh, I, I, I mean, when did I get with Amy when I was 20, 24 or something? I'm trying to work out how old are you, Pete? 30. You're my age, right? 88? 30. Yeah, 30. Yeah, 89. Uh, 89. Yes. Um, do you say, do you want to be my girlfriend these days? Is that what you do? Do you want to be my girlfriend? Oh, yeah, how did it? How, like, did it how does that work? Yeah. Are we really going into this? Yeah. We have to yeah. into this? I, yeah. I'm all yeah. just like we, we can all use this as an example for Sevs, who's <laughs> 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 I'm just for the exclusive graphic. Yeah. It just feels like it's going somewhere oh, good. No. I probably could have just added this in post, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. oh, great. It looks better in real time, though. We're happy. <laughs> okay, and so, yeah, how did so, it happen? Talk well, now. it came up. It came up in a conversation, <laughs> TJ, of. Something like Tracy said something like, "Oh, we should pick a like we do we need a date, as in a date to mark when we you know started dating or became official." And I said, "Oh yeah, I guess we do." And then she was like, "Oh, should it be last week?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, well, I guess I should ask you first though." So I said, "Do you want to be? Do you want to be my girlfriend? Do you want to be my sidekick?" And she was like, "Yeah." And so we made it from that day onwards. So yes, I did ask, and now I'm cringing awkwardly in my chair as I tell you that. No, story. this is <laughs> great. That's no, that's great. It's great. I mean, it's a better outcome than what happened to Josh and I. I asked Amy to be my girlfriend. She said no. Well, she said not now. And yeah, um, okay. I persisted. That's not no. That's mm-hmm. not now. Well, it's mm-hmm. it's almost like why not? I've heard that before. <laughs> why, why, why not is, is close to that as well. Oh, that's um, terrible. Josh got, Josh got knocked back but Yeah, persisted. I got knocked back three three times. Yeah. But, um, and uh, he, he had the classic sales approach, you know, a no's not a no. Um, <laughs> no, well, I actually, no, I did the whole thing where just completely, I said initially, I'm like, look, um, I can't be friends then. I'm just like, it's too hard for me. Oh, and so the I old ultimatum. Yeah, so I did the f- uh, four weeks where I just like went cold. Yeah. Well worked. done. Yeah. Well done. It took a few months after that. Yeah. But um, yeah. No, Tracy said yes, luckily. So I didn't have to wait okay, the three months good. or the two months or play hardball. Uh-huh. Yeah, solid, solid. I, well, I, I feel like can I, don't I want are we allowed to, Can I can I ask a question and be like, yes. is, Mate, is this something yeah. that Sevs and Grace have talked about? Is this a conversation that's happening okay. in these four walls? Or uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, we, we've had the we've had the conversation where. We're a thing, which is um, oh, really, oh, which what? Is really nice. Is this the manager just sorry, going, mate? Sorry, hang Get on, the John, hang on. Oh, sorry. Come on, mate, quick. Hang on. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Yeah, gr- gra- Grace and I are a thing, yeah. <laughs> what, does that, what does that mean? Sorry, what How does that, that mean? What does a thing mean? <laughs> what does a uh, thing mean? Well, no, so we... So it, it, <laughs> it, so it, it came up the other day in chat and I... 
<laughs> I was sort of calling it out just calling it out just for banter and um, just for, everything starts with just for banter for you, doesn't it? Well, and then when the, and then we and then we went into it sort of just seriously and talked about it and um, yeah, she's great. She's heaps of fun and so yeah, we're we're now dating. <laughs> yes, so oh, you're boyfriend, boyfriend, and boyfriend and girlfriend. Is great. <laughs> yes. This is. This is honestly the first time I'm hearing it, and I'm Scooter. Uh, Scooter says good banter. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Lyndon, good banter. People are loving it. Going steady, <laughs> right? Says, going steady. Going when steady. The banter is that strong. This is amazing. We've got some I mean, love hearts coming in. Oh, the, yeah, a lot of lot of love coming in. Nice water. A lot of love says, in the typo room. connection. Thank you. That took me a while. Jeez, um, this is... Uh, uh, Harry yeah. wants to know, is it Tracy, the voiceover from uh, Nine News? <laughs> do you know, does Tra- <laughs> Tracy do the voiceover? <laughs> it's not. <laughs> no. no, it's not. Yeah. Sorry, Harry. Are you sure that's voiceover, Josh, or is that just their last name, Tracy Vo from Nine News? Oh, maybe it is. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. I, <laughs> I don't think it's me. I don't think it's Tracy Vo. I just feel I like it's... I don't think it's Tracy voiceover. Has it got a slash between the V and the O, Josh? Because that's no, usually no, how you know. No, no, no. She's no. she's a, she's a journo, Tracy Vo. I'm so sorry. Oh, it's not Tracy Vo. Tracy Vo. This is great. This uh, is as Shannon so says, uh, how great! Uh, lots of love. This is huge. To Pete and Sevs, and so um, <laughs> Shannon. and so how much how much of uh, when you're starting a relationship in ISO, how much of it is talking about what you're going to do when you get out of ISO? Starting with you first, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Me first, okay. Yeah. It's right there with like the a percentage wise. <laughs> I just saw <laughs> TJ grab a tissue. What the fuck is going on? Fuck off! I was blowing okay, TJ's yeah. dog. Are you okay? I'd, I'd, I'd uh, turned off the audio too, but he uh, cuts yeah, to me it. visually. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. Sorry. Yeah, go on. He was getting emotional. Yeah. It's crossed our mind. Like we've talked about it a bit. Like, oh, you know, we're we going to go on a. What does it look like to go on a holiday? What does it look like to go and do activities and do stuff? But then. At the same time, it's like, well, what's the point in thinking and worrying about it too much? Let's just enjoy hanging out as we can at the moment. So it doesn't dominate conversation, but it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's come up a few times. What about you, Sevs? <laughs> most, most of the time, it's sort of like what, what we end our conversations on. It's like, it's like mm-hmm. can't wait till we get to Melbourne or like, what are we going to do? Oh, or, mm-hmm. what, yeah, I mean, we want to we wanna do a little road trip when Grace gets to Melbourne, so... Oh yeah, so, uh, so that out. road trip. How are you like? I mean, we don't have to worry about the logistics. We've <laughs> done enough about. <laughs> no, the where are we going? Is it stuff. a team road trip? Yeah, but are we all going. No, I was thinking Great Ocean Road sort of area. That'd be nice. Oh yeah, this is great. Good. This is great. That's that's my stomping ground, Sevs. Yeah, oh, Pete's very good at sort of the Airbnb stuff. Any recommendations on what? Are you going to get an Airbnb? Is that the idea, Sevs? Yeah, that's the plan. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think Y River might be good for you, Sevs. I reckon just oh. pop down to Y River. Mm. Lovely. Right. Have they redone mm. the pub down there? Yeah, the pub's looking good. The cafe's fantastic. You got a few walks. You got a nice beach, Sevs. You'll love it. Mm-hmm. So will you, Josh? Uh, right. Uh, so will you, Josh? From Visit Victoria. <laughs> and Josh. <laughs> yeah. That's great. That's great. Hey, Pete, has you, have you shifted any of your thinking? I mean, your world hasn't kind of changed. So I'm thinking maybe, maybe no, maybe it's a no, but mm. around sort of ambition where you want to take your career and what you're doing? Uh, that's a fair question. I think probably at the start of this year, I spoke at Craig Harper's conference and had thought about what it looks like to do more corporate public speaking and spoke at TEDx late last year. 
And so I was leaning into that a little bit. And obviously now that is like not a thing as in speaking in front of crowds and audiences. So I've essentially taken that from my list of things I'd like to do more of and then instead tried to refocus and build and create more and lean into honestly the online learning experiences which I've been lucky mm. enough to be doing for three years. It's now just what does it look like to do more of it? What does it look like to work with Seth a bit more and work with Jen a bit more and do more of the online stuff and less of the leaning into the talking and the and the sort of face-to-face -face stuff. So it's does, sort of changed, but it sort of hasn't. Does more people being on Zoom change things for you? It does in like really subtle ways in that the barrier that people have, some people initially have a bit of a barrier to Zoom, like, oh, I don't know how to use this. I don't know how to work this. This mm -hmm. is weird. How, do, how does it work? Now it's just like everybody gets it, which is kind of cool. And along the same line, everyone is now an expert on Zoom, which is always fun and interesting. <laughs> Whereas in the past, people are like, oh, it's new and exciting and like, this is great. But now everyone's got an opinion on how to use it best, how to use it properly, what it looks like. And so there's some interesting nuances that come with that for sure. And just know that if someone is delivering that statement and they do not have a microphone plugged into their computer, <laughs> don't fucking listen to them. <laughs> if they've got headphones them. on yeah. and they're talking through their AirPods, it's, and they're giving that idea. advice, don't listen to them. <laughs> What's the, do you sign. have any little Zoom hacks or any, like if you're doing a, because um, you've done, done things like breakout rooms and shit like that. Mm. If people want to use Zoom beyond the standard thing, what's some easy things you can do? I think that breakouts is a great one. So what I think about is the thing that's happened a lot at the moment is people are trying to replicate things they were doing in person on Zoom and it's just not a good idea. What you should instead seek to do, in my opinion, is leverage the technology to do something better or different and so the example i use with breakouts is like if you had a conference full of 600 people and said everyone take five minutes to break out into a group of three and answer this question go it would like it'd be absolute pandemonium in person mm. you couldn't do it whereas with breakouts you can ask one question throw people into groups of five with the click of a button and have them connect and talk for five minutes and then bring them back into the zoom room which is something you can't replicate in person and it's really, really cool. It's really powerful. It's really like a great way to build connection. So I think that the breakouts is a really underrated function of Zoom, mm -hmm. essentially. Do you have a certain size that you think is good? Because we have been doing the bigger Zoom calls with their Friday night drinks and I think going yeah. from 25 to like 40, all of a sudden things a are a little bit harder, just being able to view them. Yeah. Do you have Too a much optimum? pressure for precious? Yeah, a, lot of, a lot of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> it depends. Like it, if the 40 need to be interacting, it's very difficult, obviously. Mm. But if they're just sitting there passive, I don't think the number matters that much other than stage fright for DJ Precious. But <laughs> other than that, I think other than that, it's more of if you want to engage 40 people, that's going to take mm -hmm. a lot of time, obviously. Sure. And so that's where I would say if you're not using breakouts, things like the chat are super helpful. So everyone tell me what's your favorite song and put it in chat as opposed to well, what are you drinking and put it in chat okay. as opposed to like let's go around the room and just sit there for 40 minutes while you wait for okay. every person to give you a description of their glass mm -hmm. of water is that feedback on our show or well that was uh, no no just just hypothetical <laughs> examples <Seth. Just laughs> hypothetical examples well we can be going around the room asking what yeah, people yeah. are drinking yeah, so um, yeah, yeah. you'd it be happy take to know a while. that hey, uh, it took up 30 minutes when I was <laughs> yeah <laughs> Hey, um, we're inclusive, mate, so yeah, fuck yeah. Um, oh, anyway, <laughs> the, the, the new – do you think with your sort of situation not having changed too much other than the mm. new relationship, mm. uh, what um, 
are you what are you seeing in terms of what you're coaching people on or the conversations you're having geared mm. being geared towards the new world or mm. what the sort of horizons looking like to people like is it different yeah do you think we're moving into some sort of new era new world i think it's hard to say but it's hard to see that this won't impact a bunch of stuff in some way. I just don't know what that looks like. I think now it's going to be more people working remotely. I think now it's going to be more leaders and businesses supporting remote work and flexible work and working from home. In terms of the structure or the nature of the conversations, for me, it's around how can you help people not think about this as like a temporary thing of like, let's just hold it together and survive until this is all over and then everything will be fine and we'll go back to normal. It's actually like, how do we take this as a moment in time to pause and think, what are we trying to do as a business or what am I trying to do as a leader? And what does it look like to do that now in these circumstances and with the constraints that I have and do it in a way that's sustainable beyond just the next six months or three months or however long it's going to be. So it's more about how do we set ourselves, set ourselves up to sort of thrive and level up if you want to use that verbiage as opposed to just survive. Mm-hmm. and exist until we get to the other side it's like just more of a, a posture of like using this time to move forward as opposed to like remain stagnant I so guess. does that mean that are you looking longer term or shorter term than you were say six months ago i don't know if that's changed i don't know if that's changed other than the long term probably the short term view of i mean i was meant to be in new york at the moment for five weeks so the short-term world in my short-term world has changed in that I'm in a different place than I was meant to be. So I guess in that sense, I've thought a little bit more short-term, but I think they're, I don't think they're unrelated in that if I can think about how I show up in the short-term, I want to think about a way that I can show up that extends into the long-term. I don't think they're two separate people. I don't think they're two separate viewpoints. Mm-hmm. For me, it's focusing on how I show up now and in the short-term, which then feeds the long-term. Is there, is there things that you learn starting like dating when you're 30? Obviously, it's different yeah. than when you're younger. What have you learned about yourself in through, you know, the process of being single and then also getting used to the idea of commitment and all that sort of stuff? I think what's been really cool, and you and I have spoken about this, JJ, is that Tracy and I have known each other for years. So, we've been friends for, I don't know, four or five years. And so, what's been awesome about that is we have this solid foundation of trust and friendship and connection that existed prior and not only that but we're both now essentially mature not mature but we're adults and have our shit together have our lives together a little bit more than we might have five years ago i think most people by the time they're 30 just have a bit better idea of who they are what they like what they're working on than when you're in your early 20s or in JJ's case, when you're still in high school, like you just, it's a different dynamic in that you kind of know yourself a little bit more, which is great. Mm-hmm. Neither is right, neither is wrong. But what I'm recognizing is I have more clarity in what I like and what I want and what I need. And so does Tracy. And we have this existing five year basis of friendship, which means that so much of the tension of getting to know one another, like doesn't exist or hasn't happened, mm-hmm. which has been really cool. What when we had um, Matt Diavalor on, uh, he yeah. was spinning some solid dating advice, and I okay. feel like um, it isn't really like- needed at all for anyone <laughs> yeah. anymore. I know. <laughs> we <laughs> might as well finish this show up. Early, surely, surely there's, there's, um, 
you need to ch- we need to change the program for a dating program to how to <laughs> how to keep a relationship going. Um, any any advice uh, for ninety seven being a, a little bit older, a little bit more mature? I know that you don't want to use was, the word mature, but you are mature, Pete. I think. Thanks, mate. I appreciate that. I was keen to get advice off Sevs, but I think <laughs> that my advice would be something that Sevs already has his head around really well, like really productively, which is focus on your chest. Focus <laughs> on your chest. <laughs> Do a lot of reps on the ch- on the bench. <laughs> Have lots of saunas, lots of saunas and spend time communicating and getting to know one another as well. But mainly bench, mainly bench. (laughs) Bench. (laughs) I'm just so happy. (laughs) Thanks, man. um, Harper, uh, sorry, we've just, uh, Ian Trainer's jumped in. He said Harper has 200 plus on his his Zoom calls. (laughs) That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. A lot of people. Yeah, geez. Anyway, it's chaos. It's, um, no, it's interesting. I mean, you set it up sort of. There is probably still stuff in that friendship building. How do you build a nice friendship? How do you personally do it, even outside of relationships, Pete? Like, as in, uh, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, boyfriend, boyfriend. Yeah, whatever. yeah. Like, I think uh, it's. I don't know. I don't know if you can manufacture it. I feel like it. A lot of these things happen organically and naturally. I think, like. If I think about the friendship, like Josh's list of you. questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is the thing. Pete thinks that well, a, a friendship was natural. It was a blow by blow, week wondering. by week strategy. It was. And you're it falling was, into my little it honey was a trap. SWOT analysis. <laughs> it was whiteboard sessions. It was intense training with Craig Harper. A lot of planning. I'd actually, you got all, me. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I, I looked at my charts. I knew that you and Tracy were getting back together uh, in in November. I had it all sort of charted out on my strategy, so it's great. Um, now, what now? What is from a friendship point of view? What do you think? What do you think it is? No, I think it's that you can't manufacture it. It's like if you spend time doing things that are interesting to you, then you're probably going to meet people who are interested in the same things as you, and as a result, you're going to have values that align, and that to me naturally creates a connection and creates a friendship. So, I think it's about not forcing anything which is like i'm going to go find a friend now or i'm going to go find a girlfriend now or i'm going to go find a boyfriend now i don't think you can manufacture it unless you're josh jansen with your 27 point plan (laughs) outside of that i don't think you can um Um, jenna wants to make it very clear that you and her are are best friends um as in you and Gemma. she's just being writing that in the comments okay Um, good to know Who's best friend? Gemma and, as in Gemma and I appreciate Pete. Appreciate that. She, she's, and, and she wants to make it clear that she knew bef- uh, before us about the relationship. So yeah, she's yeah. just got that in. What are you going to say, Shane? Uh, Gemma said it. Um, I was thinking about like uh, the, the, this came up based on chatting to someone about potentially starting a podcast and sort of working out some elements before. And one of those being your why for doing something. And I think it's probably what you talk, talk to people about a lot. What's your why? Um, my pushback, I always love to have pushback on some of these sort of basics that you could read online <laughs> that are very much of a like cookie cutter. It's like work out your why, your value, all this stuff, right? And mm. there can be a lot of time spent in working out your why for a lot of things. But then in, in life, and it's like the questions, it's like the, you know, it naturally happening, things sort of shifting quickly or you know, you're needing to adapt. How much do you think when working at a why for something, how much is this literally when you are putting something down on paper, is it just a 
arrow pointing in a direction and then it's all about being able to be agile. Mm. I love this question. I feel like the thing about a why is I want to say most people are a version of the same thing, which is along the lines of to help people get somewhere. (laughs) Like most people are fulfilled by helping other people in some way. And so if that's why you do what you do, that's awesome. What is more important, I think, is how you do that. And then the layer below that. So if you think about Simon Sinek's Golden Circle, why, how, what? The what is the thing that can change. So what you do might be a podcast and that is an expression of your why. But over time, you might recognize that the podcast is not actually the thing that you want to do anymore. And you go and Hamish and you guys talked to Hamish about this. I remember it hundreds of episodes ago about it might be that you get down the path and realize maybe it's more like a youtube channel or maybe it's more like a business that you start that does something else that yeah maybe it's more pivot- like a, a current affair where we're running with tracy yeah with tracy the voiceover artist yeah, it's, yeah. so i think the why tracy grimshaw joke would have been funnier in that case but oh, i guess yeah, his his crazy. thing was channel nine rather than a current affair. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was just going to say, so I think the why shouldn't change, but the what should definitely change and be flexible to context and circumstances like we're in right now. And we need to get comfortable changing our what, but everything should still be in alignment with what, or sorry, why we seek to do it, mm. which do you, is usually a version of helping people get somewhere. Do you think there's, because um, there's some kind of uh, emotive or ro- sort of romantic relationship with the what, that is Mm. connected to the why so it is podcasting it is i want to connect with people but podcasting Mm. is the glitzy glammy thing could be at the moment Mm. how much is there work needing to be done on because i think there is some link to it right it's like it's easy i think it's easy to just say that your what your what isn't the why but the what mm. plays a lot into it because the what is what you fucking show up and do every single day. Well, the what seems like, more visible too. I think yeah. that like for a lot of people, say with Zoom, you can see the uh, the opportunities with doing Zoom videos and doing and providing stuff, which normally then you can deconstruct and say, okay, well, it's because I want to connect with people. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean. When I switch to you normally, but uh, I didn't really. Yeah, run the exclusive. What I said. That's just when, a when all goes, it? Yeah. run the exclusive. Run the exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go exclusively. He's going to say something good here. I can. I can no, I think I was go. just going to say the the thing that my friend and co-host Jen Wolman would say, TJ, is I'm not going to look because it's going to make me laugh. <laughs> is that con- like content dictates form? So what we should do is in thinking about our why, think about think about the content we want to get out there that that promotes or speaks to or cultivates that why. And then the form should come after that. So the form might be a podcast, but the moment we start with a podcast, one school of thought is the moment you start with a podcast and try and work backwards, it can become like something that you get lost in or it can become Mm -hmm. something that you lose interest in because you didn't start with why you're doing it and what's the content that you want to get out there. And then let that dictate, well, what's the form it should take? Should it take the form of a podcast? Should it take the form of a keynote should it take the form of a blog you shouldn't start with that so do you catch yourself then like how do you like i'm guessing you're seeing a bunch of different things people are doing how do you switch it if you're feeling like you're getting into a mode of hang on is this actually aligned with my why what do you do Mm. 
Well, I just, I try and review everything I'm doing every quarter and just say, so for me, my why is to help other people see things they can't so that they can change their corner of the world. And the Periscope thing has been something that we've built off the back of that. But the the thing that I do every quarter is I check in with what are the what's that I have. So a blog, one-on-one coaching, group coaching, a podcast, do they still serve me in that there's something that's something that I want to do and I'm interested in doing? If so, cool. And then do they still serve my why? And then if so, cool. If not, then I'll seek to like change or pivot. I don't like the word pivot, but there we go. It's in everyone's vernacular at the moment. But like, can you change that up based on how you're feeling at the end of a quarter? Mm. It is unprecedented times, Pete. It's feel free to use pivot. <laughs> pivot. I mean, yeah, pivot is very much. I see the pushback because it's the same sort of pushback around the Tiger King stuff, really. It's the, it's <laughs> the mainstream. It's the the obvious, pushback right? is that pivot without purpose is pointless. So the point is you should pivot with purpose. You mm-hmm. don't just pivot because everybody's pivoting. You pivot because you've sat there and thought, what was it that I was trying to do? What is it that I'm now trying to do? And does it require a pivot? So for mm-hmm. me, I mm-hmm. went through the process of reviewing everything that I do because everyone around me is like changing everything that they do. And the realization I had was, I don't need to change anything because I've been working remotely and serving people through Zoom for years. So I don't need to pivot. But the tempting thing to do would just be to pivot because everybody else is pivoting. Yeah. I mean, it's, so it's confusing to- times. Like if your business has gone to shit and your revenue yeah. significantly dropped, it would be a thought in your mind, I need to do something drastic to change. But yeah, I wonder, there might be people needing to ride it out. The job. This is the thing about the job keeper um, is that you can potentially ride out what is going to be a shitstorm for six to eight months, probably 12 mm. months by the end of this. Mm. And so maybe you can come out the other side with not too much of a different operation, but obviously just sort of adapting along the way. But yeah, you're right. It's a good point. The mm. people sort of, you see, and I think it's noisy because people in marketing and people in, you know, um, f- social media marketing are talking about helping businesses that are in that disaster mode have lost the revenue mm. and so it is, there is confusion in this time what what else do you think is a big confusing uh piece of dialogue or you know rhetoric going around at the moment in this unprecedented times where a lot of people are pivoting that's a very good question i think one thing that's one thing that's interesting that jen pointed out to me which i thought was really neat was people people will still want to pay to solve problems. So the point of buying something is usually to solve a problem. And people still want to pay to solve problems. But the point is everyone's problems are now changed. So if we're still trying to solve old problems and get people to pay for them, then we're probably not going to succeed because people don't have those problems anymore so they don't want to pay for them. So if we can pause, I mean, the, you and I and everyone in this call has joked and spoken a lot about what's it for and Seth Godin and always asking that question. Like now more than ever has that question become more relevant because now it's like, what is this for? What is the problem that we're trying to solve? I bet it's probably different to the problem we were trying to solve three months ago. So what does it look like to solve that problem now? I think, again, there's too many cases where people are trying to solve the same problem they were solving three months ago but just do it through zoom and it just doesn't work so what happens with something like the the afl like football Mm -hmm. that it's you know like it's solving a clear problem but they actually can't solve 
that problem? Where, where do you sit on? Do you do they find a new problem to solve? Is there even or is there a different way of solving the same problem? I think you know in a micro way they're probably doing that. So if if AFL, if AFL was all about sport and entertainment, then how do you provide people sport and entertainment? Given the constraints that we have, you can't mm-hmm. play, so you probably just show old games. You probably still have all of the footy shows, which are still going, and they're still talking about things that are happening in the footy world. And their AFL Instagram accounts and the club Instagram accounts are playing old highlights because they're trying to entertain. Is it interesting is for you as someone who is a supporter of footy? Yeah. I don't find it interesting at all, no. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm sure there are people that do. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, what and is I don't, the solution? I don't, I don't necessarily trust his opinion. He hasn't even seen Tiger King, one of the greatest <laughs> docos. One of the greatest. You know, he's just pushing. Have back you turned on, on your TV in the past two weeks? You're too busy I having conversations, y- you prick. I put on YouTube. <laughs> I put on YouTube earlier. Actually, I had YouTube on. What did you watch? The Daily Talk Show, obviously. Oh, great. Oh, yeah, oh, perfect. Great, great. Yeah, I caught nice. up on your shit just before this too, so... Uh, <laughs> I know what you did. What did you learn, TJ? What was your key takeaway? Mate, you have a nice... Like, when did you redo your site? <laughs> that was like six uh, months ago. A little while ago. Yeah, a little while ago. <laughs> Which is great, though. No, I'm sure I've checked it. I'm Thanks, sure I checked mate. it last time you were on. <laughs> Thanks, Which may have been the time that you've changed it, but I just liked it. It's I like the video of you looking down the barrel, talking about your coaching one-on-one oh, yeah. stuff. I just like it, Pete. Since we've met you, mate, I think it's um, your offering. Just like what you what you've done and and what you've cemented yourself in doing is is um, very commendable, mate. It's great. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. No worries. I, I always feel calm. It's you, Craig. There is a calming nature. Seth Godin. I feel better after talking with you, and I think mm. it's the um, I think it's just the the vibration it gets my heart going when you start speaking. It's just oh, very on deep, heart you know? rate. How's your whoop since being in ISO? It's uh, it's interesting. I, I, we had a little isolation walk this morning, Josh and I, mm-hmm. two meters apart. Yeah, and my whoop was pretty happy with that because I haven't done a great deal of long walking. And so, so what's the whoop saying? Is your is your heart rate changed? Is your sleeping changed? Yeah, that, What's interesting is my whoop is saying there's a fair bit of anxiety in the air. Like it's noticing that my heart rate has spiked. My heart rate variability has gone down. And both of those things correlate to more stress. And so really? what I'm Variability is, going down hmm. means that you're more stressed. I would have assumed yeah. that higher variability of heart rate would... So you would want point. high... No, you, you want high variability with a low heart rate, resting heart rate. Interesting. Yeah, and so at the moment, I've I've had a bit of the opposite. Yeah, the fitter you are. And so, Sevs, to answer your question, that's the thing I've learned. My sleep has been pretty good, Mm -hmm. but my recovery scores haven't reflected good sleep because heart rate's been higher, heart rate variability's been lower, which means anxiety, stress. And I think that's probably just because of the time. There's nothing like falling in love to get your heart pumping, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Is there anything that's changed, Uh, Pete, in regards to what you care about and like... Being in a relationship, anything, it's just any perspective shift. I mean, plenty, plenty. I think that I was I was pretty com- comfortable and content and happy with the life I was living. And then you learn that you can become more happy, more content and have more fun when you meet someone that you enjoy spending time with and building a relationship with. So it's kind of just taking everything that was already good and making it even better. And that's been really cool. And I've seen that with, you know, with you guys and your relationships and now Seven Grace. Mm-hmm. And so now it's just, it's cool to have that as well. 
right. if if Sevs can make it happen, anything's possible. To yeah, be <laughs> it really does. I mean, it's it was really glossed as likely over as a fucking pandemic. Over. It's a lot of unlikely <laughs> shit happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're I looking like for it. silver linings. We're looking for silver linings in this shit, and we've found one. <laughs> a love story. A real a love, love story. story. Mate. Jesus. I feel it's like so it, it, definitely there's going to be films that are based around the whole pandemic stuff. Yeah, Pete won't watch them, though. They'll be too good. <laughs> too, popular. <laughs> too pop culture, baby. Yeah, it's very true. <clears throat> um, Pete, are you, uh, are, you st- are you doing your labs, your learning labs? Yep, so we're doing a monthly learning lab still through our podcast, the long and the short of it, which has been really fun. They're great. And so you pick an episode and then do like a, a theme around it? Yeah, so we, we pick an episode and the idea is we turn listening into learning. So we build a mini lab or workshop using Zoom and it goes for 60 minutes and we just sort of run them once a month to our listeners. And so we've run two now. We had 40-odd at the first one and 30-something at the second one and yeah, they've been awesome. How do you get them, get them amongst it? They're on the website, the long and the short podcast.com. You can find out everything you need there. Thanks for the See. plug. No worries. No worries. Thank you, Pete. You've, you've made our day. Now <laughs> going, are you going to have dinner with Tracy or what's, what's the plan? No, we had dinner last night. So I think tonight might just be mm. a do your own thing kind of situation. And then we'll. Okay. We'll You're doing like one day on, one day off type of thing? Is that the. Not really, but I think mm-hmm. that's just how it'll play out today. Okay. What a different yeah. time, Josh. What a different relationship, you know what I mean? Imagine <laughs> if that was tonight, yeah, still my own thing. I mean, you've got the tent, TJ. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's very similar. True. Just True. you and your peachy coloured shorts down. Just, oh, I'm just going to go for a walk down. <laughs> down in Heidelberg. <laughs> oh, my God. Never again, boys. That was uh, confronting. It's How long did that exclusive take, Josh, just quickly? That, that yeah, to create it? Not that to create long. And, and run it across. Like, well, because the other thing too is I... Quicker had, than you sealing the deal with Josh. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's be honest. <laughs> no, I was... Um, no, I thought about it because I was like, oh, I wonder if Pete's going to be okay if I bring it up. I'm like, if I do it in a tasteful way, I think it'll be fine. <laughs> and then if it backfires, I've got the exclusive graphic. Yeah. And so um, I, I probably spent half an hour and uh, I played it to George. And that's why George in the comments saying it took me a while to get to the gag. Because to be honest, when... I was going to play it way earlier, but I panicked just because I was so, like, I just, uh, I was nervous about the whole thing. And so yeah, that, uh, that fucked me. But um, anyway. Shannon's just said, um, Pete has calmed me right down this afternoon, had a rubbish day, but I feel quite soothed after listening to Pete. Well, that's nice. Thanks, Shannon. She also says Pete momentarily has the same mid forehead vein that Mason gets when you grill him without grace. <laughs> Which yeah. it's uh, is a prominent now. Yeah, you got a bit of it. There it it's is. The, it's it the it love from all the more blood all that bench. The, all the bench. Yeah. All that yeah. bench. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's a daily talk show. Thanks, Pete. Thanks for having me, guys. See you later. Catch you. Have a good one.